2: Welcome in to the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. The crew is back together again. Uh, I'm Steve Perhatch, joined as always by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. The draft recaps are over. We are back. And, uh, you know, guys, I I don't think we have anything to talk about. I mean, we could probably wrap this up in about 10, 15 minutes. What do you think, uh, Sarah? I mean, not a lot going on, right?
3: Yeah, I mean... Nothing's happened in the last five weeks since we um, stopped podcasting for a bit. So, you know, glad everybody could take care of that and we could, you know, enjoy some time off, which is nothing to worry about. I mean, no news, right? Right? Unless I missed something.
2: No, I mean, I- I'm good, Dusty. What
4: about you? yeah i've i've really enjoyed how quiet and calm it's been over the past five weeks it was like the draft draft day itself was i was really calm the whole day because like nothing happened you know on noon of draft day or anything so like cool and i got to enjoy all of the draft without anything nagging in the back of my brain which i thought was awesome and the draft was done i was like cool i can go back to normal life and not and just because it's it, what are the draft picks gonna do that's all that was on my mind because um, nothing else was going on it's been really nice really nice
2: how was how was everybody's vacation uh time away from the podcasting did you did you enjoy your time away dusty yeah,
4: for the most part. I mean, we <laughs> before we left, uh, we talked about like what are you gonna do with your time, and I was like, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, I most of the time I worked. It's been really busy at work, so I just worked the vast majority of the time. So, I, I, one of the things I wanted to do was like I've got an unopened copy of the Avengers video game for PS4. It's still not opened. I <laughs> I did not get a chance to open that. Uh, so yeah, I mean it was you know it was nice having all my evenings free, but uh, yeah, I didn't didn't really do anything but work. I would have rather been talking to you guys really. Sarah, what about you?
3: Yeah, I mean, I really just did nothing. Um, Like, I would just watch TV or read or, you know, do laundry or something really boring. And it's like, like you said, Dusty, it's just more fun to talk to you guys than just sit there and do nothing. So I'm glad that we're back because I definitely missed it. And, like, I thought it it was funny because – um, a couple people dm me too right after the draft and they were like, yay, you guys are back next week. And I'm like, no, it's one more week. <laughs> like, I, we all thought, kind of thought the same thing and then we checked the calendar and the schedule and we're like, oh man, one more week. Like, because you know, I know we were joking and said nothing happened, but so much has happened where it like, would have been so fun to just be able to hop on and talk about it and, and joke with you guys, joke through the pain and craziness. So yeah, it's good to be back.
2: Yeah, I mean, it obviously is great. It's a lot of fun for us to get back together. I mean, it's already, we spent the first half hour of our, our uh, meeting of just catching up with each other and seeing what was going on with everybody. So it's good to be back. But I mean, we do have to give a shout out to the entire crew that did mm-hmm. and right. ran Packaday podcast for the last five six weeks of all the draft coverage of everything they did it was just it was great content and as always uh run by andy and and everybody else so that was a lot of great great content that they put out uh hopefully you guys were downloading that stuff uh if you can as as always give us you know the the five-star reviews and things like that through whoever you you subscribe with but uh again like that that team put together some great content uh dusty i'm much along the same lines of you where i had grand ambitions and (laughs) It was, you know, all of a sudden like late at night after and working the whole day and taking care of the kids and all of a sudden it's eight thirty, nine o'clock. I'm like, I'm tired. I don't wanna do I don't wanna do the things, the extra work that I was thinking about. So it was just nice it was nice. It was relaxing, you know. I've uh been doing some a lot more cooking and stuff like that, uh on the weekends with the smoker and, you know, trying out new recipes and stuff like that. So been having a lot of fun doing that. Um, but let you know, let us jump in because there there's a lot of stuff for us to cover since everybody uh, since we've been missing Mia for five weeks. So you know, I we, let's just let's start with the fun part. Um, tell me what's your reaction to Tim Tebow coming back to the league, guys? <laughs> oh man! I just yes, want- I purposely didn't say anything about it because I wanted a good reaction. I, just I knew this know. was my plan the whole time.
3: When that happened. It was like oh okay this will be that one weird draft news for the day and then like an hour later it was like ah oh, just kidding just <laughs> kidding so all
2: right well let's um since we haven't talked to people let's let's just do a quick recap like uh rogers news aside what did you actually think of the draft like how did you think the packers did um obviously rogers you know it was a huge storyline but outside of that kind of stuff dusty where did you lie like did you like what they did were there things you didn't understand what was your overall takeaway
4: yeah, I really liked it, man. Um, I mean, you know, <laughs> you get your heart set on a couple prospects, especially early prospects, and then they never take them and you get your heart broken. So, I mean, you know, I had um, uh, Newsom, Greg Newsom, on my list as, like, guys I wanted, and he went before the Packers could get him. So that was kind of sad, but I really liked the pick of Stokes. Um, I got a chance to wrote a piece on him for Cheesehead TV and kind of got to dig into some of his stuff, some of his film a little, which was, I mean, really good. I mean, there's certainly things to work on there, but – with that speed uh, and, and his size and all of that, like all, all the stuff he brings to the table, like really intriguing guy. I really really like that pick. Uh, Myers is a guy that seems like I could step in from day one, and then you know Amari Rogers. Okay. I'm, so, I'm so excited about Amari Rogers. Man. <laughs> so excited about Amari Rogers. But yeah, I mean, there's and then you know past that, I mean, the fourth round on. I mean, there's it's a mix of of intriguing kind of prospect guys, uh, guys that that maybe could grow to something, and kind of some lottery ticket guys. Yeah, overall, I mean, I, I. I, I don't know. I, I've seen you know conflicting grades, which there's always going to be conflicting grades. I thought they nailed it. I I really like really like the guys on draft, especially that first three rounds. I thought it was a, it was a really nice mix. I thought of guys that positions that they needed without having to reach for those guys. I really I really thought they they did a very good job of that. So I'm 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 excited. I'm excited to see uh, see what they do. But I think they did really good draft. I thought.
3: Yeah, I think you know the way I like to describe it and when people have asked me this question in the last couple weeks is on paper it doesn't look like the sexiest draft ever right for the packers like you're like okay cool but if you analyze it and you look at what positions of needs were um you know where were areas that the packers could improve i think that they nailed it they drafted players in positions of need that you know have the skill set and you know players like amari rogers who would fit perfect in this offense like I really just thought that they did a good job of finding the right players with the right fit for the positions that they needed. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. And um glad that they drafted a wide receiver so everyone can shut up about that. <laughs> um, I, mean, I know it wasn't in the first round, but, hey, that's okay. <laughs> I just leaned forward because
4: I was to
2: say, was first round, Sarah? Really yeah,
3: I saw Steve, like, starting to lean forward and was like, I'm just going to beat him to saying <laughs> this. But – But, yeah, I I liked it. It was was fun. I mean, the first night felt just so – I was so anxious because usually, you know, I don't ever watch, like, the whole first night because it's so slow and it takes forever, right? But it was like, oh, they might, you know, trade with the Broncos at nine and Aaron Rodgers could be in the trade or they could trade up and all this was going to happen. So I felt like I had to watch every single pick because I couldn't miss or walk away and I knew if I did step away, then something would happen. So – It was was more stressful than I would have liked. And at the end, like, seeing who they got and where they got them, I'm like, really? I was so stressed and (laughs) they still got the job done. So
2: (laughs) It was, yeah, it was really interesting. Like, I just, I like the draft because I feel like there are people that can contribute right away. I think they got a lot of people that can contribute right away. There's going to be some special teamers. There's going to be, you know, some backups on the offensive line. But, I mean, Top three picks, you have people that are going to most likely step in and play week one, and that is something that the Packers did not have at all last year. And so, yeah, I think that's exciting. And I think uh, Stokes learning from Jair, I think that's that's going to be a huge upgrade. You know, being able to study with him and, and pick up a lot of the things that make him a shutdown guy. I think that's that's a you know a four two five guy is is nothing to sneeze at at cornerback. So. Uh, especially learning from one of the best in the league. That's going to be just hopefully a dynamic duel on the outside for the, for the Packers, which, you know, just makes that pass rush even better. So, and overall, like I enjoyed it. Sarah and I watched the first round together. So that was a lot of fun. We tried to get dusty involved, but he, uh, he, he politely declined us, which, uh, you know, hurts, hurts some feelings and stuff. So yeah. we haven't talked to him in, yeah. until tonight, but you know, it happens with the best of us. So overall though I, I enjoyed it like i'm glad that rogers did not get traded on draft night uh i did not fully anticipate that would happen but you know guys it's it's time let's let's do some reactions to aaron Rodgers, the drama the saga the i don't know what you call it the i'm tired of this stuff already but um sarah let's start with you like what are your what are you thinking what's going on with aaron Rodgers? how does this how does this whole situation end
3: I have no idea. And I, I I don't think anyone does.
2: Okay, Dusty, um, let's start with you then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding.
3: No, I mean it has just been a crazy couple of weeks and it's we hear one thing and then we hear another and it's like which one is true? Is the truth, you know, somewhere in the middle? Um my perspective and you know what I if I had to, you know, say this is exactly what I think is happening, I think that there's obviously some lack of communication that's occurred between Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. And because of that, Aaron Rodgers isn't as happy as he could or maybe should be. Um, and he wants to fix that. I don't think it's as blown up as everyone you know has made it. I don't think it's the thing where he's, I saw there's like a report that he was texting people saying that Brian Gutekunst was Jerry Krause. Like I don't, hmm. I don't know if it's that level of heated, but I I do think like you have two guys in the room that want two different things and they're trying to meet in the middle basically. And Rogers threw their timeline off, I think by a lot, basically coming in on the last year and having an MVP season. So if I had to guess, I think, you know, maybe he's in green Bay for another year and then he could get traded after that. Um, Or, you know, after June 1, which if you've been following along and reading everything out there, that the Packers would be able to trade him and, you know, clear up a little bit more cap space and not lose as much. So if he does go, it won't, in my opinion, it won't be until then. Um, But I I do think he's going to stay. I think they're going to work it out, at least, you know, in the short term. And he'll stay. It seems like the players really want him to stay too. So I don't think, you know, it's like a culture thing in the locker room. It's strictly just between him and the front office. So we'll see. I really hope they work it out because when I see the, you know, the pieces that they've put together over the last couple of years and now, you know, drafting some more key pieces, Aaron Rodgers is a part of that puzzle. It's really exciting. And I think there are legitimate chances um, at a Super Bowl run so we'll see you know the the Aaron Rodgers fan in me is like please stay but the Packers fan in me is like I don't know what's best and at the end of the day like that's who I'm I'm gonna stick with I'm gonna you know root for the Packers so we'll see but it, it has been tough to kind of watch everything unravel the way it has
4: Yeah, and I'm with you, Sarah. I mean, it has—it's been like (laughs) draft night was like, well, it's—I was watching because one of the rumors too was maybe the Niners who had who had traded up to three, uh, then maybe they trade that third overall, and I was like, oh man, if this happens, all right, if they don't like Love, they can grab Trey Lance, they can do this, they can do that, and then so it was like you said, every single pick was I just waiting for like the the trade graphic to pop up and be like Aaron Rodgers is gone. So it went from there. I mean, that day of the draft was like a. Rogers isn't coming back. And then from there, it escalated. Rogers is absolutely not coming back. And also he wants Gutekunst fired. And like things for me changed a little bit in terms of like how this situation reads the, the Schefter on Dan Patrick show where he was like, no, no, there wasn't a source here. This was this was an accumulation of information. Because that was, it's still not good. Obviously, I mean, all the stuff you said, Sarah, it, obviously there's still not a great relationship between Rogers and the front office. But it also is not like, it didn't suddenly come to a head and then he's like, I want out. This is just, it, it feels like, a lot of this feels like a game of telephone where it's, Secondhand information passed along, and it's well now. Now Rogers wants to murder everyone in the front office. Like it goes, it goes from Rogers, like, well, I'm kind of unhappy they drafted Jordan Love to like, no, it's something we need to put the call out for his head because he's he's coming to the office and he's going to stab everyone. Like it feels like that's a little extreme, but that that's how this it kind of feels. It feels like something that kind of got escalated due to you know maybe some miscommunication or people interpreting say someone saying one thing as another thing. Like it's just it's very very strange. But yeah, the it's. At this point, until it's resolved, until it's, okay, he has traded, or until, hey, we have signed this big deal, and he comes back and says, I'm very happy, I've signed this big deal, I'm not, trusting a single thing anyone says uh there are a thousand things going on behind closed doors that we will likely never be privy to uh so yeah where i'm at now is uh kind of the same way you are sarah it's a listen i want rogers back because he's one of my all-time favorite packers and you know he won the mvp last year their super bowl window is open with this team in place as long as he's there and i hope he sticks around And, and then on the flip side he's probably got another three to four years. Really good left in him, and that seems a little optimistic, even uh, given some of his injuries and his age and all of that. And so, okay, the two scenarios in my head is he comes back and has another two to three really good years, and you have a shot at a Super Bowl. And then maybe Jordan Love's gone, and maybe you got to kind of restart things when he's done, or he gets traded, and you got a haul to build around this young quarterback, or grab another quarterback if it turns out Love is not the dude. So honestly, at this point, I'm I'm kind of watching. But I don't particularly care one way or another. I am just kind of we'll see how this shakes out, but I'm not at this point I'm kind of not invested in either side. Uh I don't know. It's it's been it's interesting and wild. Every every day is a new fresh hell.
3: Yeah. Something I meant to say before that I forgot and what you alluded to there just remind me of it was you know, the the good old saying that there's three sides to every story instead of two. Like, and that that's this situation in a nutshell, right? Like there's the Packers side of this, that they want Aaron Rodgers to be their quarterback for their foreseeable future, whatever that means. And then Aaron Rodgers is like, well, I want, you know, these things where I'm not getting this from you and you're not communicating. And so we have those two sides. And then the truth actually lies somewhere in the middle. And like you said, Dusty, we're never probably going to be privy no. to that information. Um, Maybe in like 10 years when there's a 30 for 30 or something about this and all of it comes out. But um, at least, you know, for the short term, regardless of if he's traded or if he stays with the Packers, we'll never really know what went down um, in the last couple of weeks.
1: Mm hmm.
2: I'm just over it. I, I'm so <laughs> over this whole like crap. Like, I, I mean, it, it, like this was Aaron Rodgers' camp. Well, maybe this wasn't Aaron Rodgers' camp. We're not sure. Maybe this was the Packers front office. Who do you think leaked this? Like this, uh, this only could have come from Aaron Rodgers and his camp. And I, I'm, I'm like legit done with all of it. I, I, I'm just it. It annoys the ever-loving crap out of me that that the guy that is making you know second like the most the the highest cap hit in the nfl this year i believe uh and he is you know kind of complaining about all this stuff and sure the packers front office plays some some blame in all of this stuff about how they handled things and you know they didn't consult aaron Rodgers when they were going to draft jordan love and blah blah, blah. it's just it's like it blows my mind how a kid's game gets blown out of proportion into all of these egos and all of these things. And I'm the smartest person in the room. And it just, it's crazy because I don't think he's going anywhere. I really don't. I still can't wrap my head around the fact that they would end up trading him and having to pay money onto their salary cap for Aaron Rodgers to be throwing touchdowns for another team that I, I still, that's the thing I can't wrap my head around. No way, no how I feel like, what they will do is is play a game of chicken with him and they will say look here's the shiny new contract that you do want if you don't want that you can retire and we'll we'll like it's not our plan to go to Jordan right now but if you're going to force this this is on you buddy this isn't us you're you're the one making this decision and so, like, I feel like there's a way for the Packers to, you know, do that if he's going to say that I have to be traded. So it's just going to be it's going to be insanity until June 1st. And like, even then, if he's not traded on June 1st, then, like, then it's going to be the storyline for the whole NFL season. So
3: we can't I'm, we can't escape it. It's no. like last year it was that they drafted a quarterback instead of a wide receiver. And they talked about that all year long that
2: and the uh the relationship with him and Lafleur was always yeah. the, the mm-hmm. topic of conversation yeah
3: and then they talk about it you know all that was really almost the year before it really dominated the news cycle it was like in every single broadcast and then this year it was the wide receiver and the quarterback thing and now or last year sorry and then this year it'll be
2: i cannot i like, cannot wait until they have the zoomed in uh Pictures of Rogers no. after like a, a botched call in, or you know, he has to call a timeout and he's mad. Like, oh, man, he's probably gonna be on the phone with his agent after this.
3: There's saying- gonna be a stupid cartoon animated drawing of him as like some super villain you know how they always put like those animated drawings up on cbs and i'm in for it man but, just yeah. give,
4: give me the insanity like if if that's if that's what it comes to if he's playing and they're just putting up graphics and talking about that stuff man i i don't care i don't as care. long as, as, as they give him this, the super
2: mega muscles that he had this last year like all those quarterbacks like from like the, the fox Dr- they got like the the Strong. they were like dude like those are some big it's nfl
4: blitz bodies just <laughs> like Pretty
3: much, really, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they all, all like right. DK Metcalf. It was crazy. Like
2: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, I think we're we're all, all aligned that this whole situation sucks. It's going to go on forever, and uh, we're never going to escape it until he is either A, retired, B, traded, or C, it's just going to go on until, uh, you know, Jordan Love takes over eventually.
3: The people that are listening to this are probably just so glad that we, we came back with all that positivity. We're like, well, this is a situation. You're stuck with it. So get used to it.
2: <laughs> I will say this is the one nice, the one like ray of sunshine that I have is that. Normally, right now, we are struggling for content. Yep. There is nothing to freaking talk about. We are going to have stuff <laughs> to talk about all offseason. It's going to be great.
4: Sitting <laughs> on a goldmine, man. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Tyler Herrick, who runs the Cheesehead TV Twitter account, one of his things is like tracking planes, and he tracked down <laughs> the the because they said, like, you know, the floor and Gutekunst and, and Murphy going to visit Rogers, and I think he tracked it to where he believes that they uh, – they visit him in Florida during the Disney World pictures, uh, uh, <laughs> and he had the tail numbers and all that stuff. Like that's the level of Rogers Watch insanity we're currently on, and like I I love that there's just that amount of insanity out there. Like just where just was my keep invite,
3: I literally could have drove and been there. Come on, mm-hmm. like yeah. uh, <laughs> they
4: need to let you know, man.
3: We could have we could have included that in a new contract that he has to make <laughs> like a, a monthly appearance on the Packade. <laughs> that's right.
4: <laughs>
2: And it still it does crack me up that Rogers could end all of this and you know like I feel like he he's like sitting in his apartment or his house with with Shaylin or whatever and, you know drinking a, a drink, drinking a four fingers of scotch and like laughing his ass off like this is this is genuinely cracking him up because he knows he could end all of this with one interview with one tweet with one whatever you know statement and he's just like meh. Eh, And it's just so Rogers That's exactly the way that he would play it out So Alright well we've got questions um, From Twitter And there's a couple of Rogers stuff in there So we're just gonna let's jump in First one is from uh, Sam Where do you think The Packers secondary ranks among NFL teams uh... We're driven by the search For better but when it comes to
0: hiring The best way to search for a candidate Isn't to search at all Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and
2: conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right now, and if Stokes turns out to be a good pick, could it become the best in the NFL? Sarah, where do you stand on the Packers secondary?
3: So I think right now they're like probably smack in the middle of the pack. Um, If they didn't have Jariere, they would be like at the bottom. I think he's pushing (laughs) them up significantly on that list. Um, And if Stokes, you know, works out and he's great, which I have a really good feeling that he will be, I think, you know, they might creep into the top 10 or be on the edge, maybe 11 or 12. So move up a few spots. I don't think, you know, they'll be one of the best. But I think they'll have, you know, two solid guys there in the secondary secondary, and then, you know, Amos can support there and Savage as well. So I think they'll have a really good group. I don't know if it'll be the best, um, but it certainly could improve and I think it will.
5: Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply.
4: Yeah, I think that the until it's a dread, and who knows, I really like that the, their fifth round pick, the Shamar Jean Charles, uh as far as maybe that's that slot corner. Uh, but that I think that that's a potential area of weakness. But yeah, if Stoke shakes out, man, and he's like he has the potential to be a lockdown guy on the outside, and it's two potential lockdown guys on the outside with an ascending savage and a very solid Amos. That's a really amazingly good secondary. Like, a really good secondary. I mean, the slot, again, slot could be problems, but, like, honestly, who cares? <laughs> if, you've got, if, if your biggest problem is a slot guy because you've got, like, uh, shut down guys and two solid safeties on the back end, that's a perfectly fine problem to have. So, I mean, yeah, I think if it, if it shakes and he and Stokes becomes his potential, hopefully sooner rather than later, like Sarah said, top top five, I mean, maybe. Listen, if you want to be optimistic, you can say that's top one. <laughs> top one top two if everything shakes i don't think it's going to that early but i mean potentially a very very good secondary for sure
2: yeah a couple years down the road if stokes shakes out that again like that's a number that's a number one tandem right there of of jair and stokes as your, your two lockdowns on the outside which is a very rare thing to have in the nfl but um as you, yeah, you guys kind of broke down right. Right now, they're probably in the middle. Uh, cornerback two is shaky at best. Kevin King has good games, he has bad games, and he's back for one year. And Shannon Sullivan again, some good games, some some bad games. So it'll it'll be interesting. They'll they'll have a lot to play with within the first you know first half of the season to try to figure out where they're going to sit. But overall, it's a good group. It's not a great group at the minute, and if Darnell Savage continues ascending, if Adrian Amos, you know, is is that plateau, that mainstay that rock in the back. Um, you know, it's a good group, but Stokes um and what they do at slot like Dusty said, that's going to that's going to determine a lot of how that secondary plays. So, but very good question um uh, from Sam and and you know, hopefully the the Packers do figure out some stuff on the for the cornerback group, so Next up, Matt Pickett, our good friend. We've heard conflicting news leaks and speculations and reports from a number of named and unnamed sources from the Rogers situation. At this point, who would you be most likely to believe outside of Aaron Rogers himself? And the food question is, your: what is your favorite burger topping? Dusty, let's
4: start with you. <laughs> I don't believe anybody. I don't believe a single person. I mean, Sarah said the thing about the three sides to every story. Yeah, that's 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 true. I mean, whatever... Listen, man, I mean, and I, I said this a couple weeks ago. Like, whatever comes out, it's always... Look at it through the lens of... It's almost like follow the money and look at through the lens of, okay, where did this likely come from and who benefits and who is hurt by this bit of information? So some of the leaks, that's some of it. But now if someone were to come out, like, honest to God, who's going to come out and say anything that is like a declarative statement that you're actually absolutely going to believe? You know, Murphy is like, well, we want him back. Gudekun Gutek- said, you know, we want him back. would be dumb to trade him. They've already made all that stuff. They, they probably do not want to trade him. But if they come out again and say, like, yeah, we're not looking to trade him. I'm not going to take that at face value because I assume there's games going on in the background. Aaron Rodgers would come out and say, I want to be back in Green Bay. We're working on something now. Until there's pen to paper, until something actually ha- actually happens, I'm not going to believe a single word anyone says. I believe that the truth lies somewhere behind the words, and there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, one of the reasons I think Rogers hasn't really said much is because there's potentially something in the works that he just doesn't really want to talk about. He doesn't want to jeopardize some of this stuff, or he doesn't want to throw any more smoke on the fire that maybe he hopes some of this stuff goes away. Whatever anyone says at this point, and I don't particularly care who it is, I, I won't trust it. It's just you're looking at, okay what what could potentially be going on and the real, I mean, the, like we said realistically, there's stuff behind the scenes going on we're never going to know and it doesn't matter what they say, so yeah, I don't I don't trust a single person.
3: Yeah, it's hard I, I think, you know, if, if I had to give a solid answer of this is the news that, at least from a national perspective, that you should be following with, um, my kind of go-to person typically, not even just for this, but especially now, has been Ian Rappaport, I think he's pretty fair and reporting and, um, and what he does. So, um, you know, if you need someone to go to, he, he has a lot of the information and just kind of says, this is what we know um, and lays it all out there um, in a very comprehensive um, and, you know, easy way to understand. So um, that would be, you know, if I had to give someone, I would, I would throw his name in the mix, but yeah, it, it's tough. A lot of he said, she said, um, and, you know, we don't we don't know the truth. I really hope one day Aaron Rodgers will speak up and and tell us, you know, what happened. You know, whether it's you know he goes on the Pat McAfee show and says, "Okay, I'm gonna spill beans." I don't really know, but you know, I, I'd love to find out.
2: Guys, this is this is some rust for us guys because neither of
4: you answered the food question. Oh man, oh. favorite burger topic.
3: Oh, come
2: food. on.
4: For me, I mean, I always go – if I go to Five Guys, I get their bacon because it's – it's and if I'm going to get bacon, I want it, like, crispy. And what Five Guys does so well, it's always perfectly crispy, but it's also chopped up into little bites. It's just – it's the perfect bacon. So that and, like, a little A1 sauce or something. Give me, like, some – I'm getting fancy, give me some grilled onions, maybe some jalapenos or something, you know, something real nice. But, it, I mean, the, the, if I can get one, if I can get one, I'm doing bacon, but it's got to be, like, very, very crispy bacon. I was going to say A1 sauce? Yeah, yeah. Put some of that it. on the burger. Yeah. yeah. Oh, listen, we're that? not talking about fancy ribeye here, man. I'm talking about a hamburger. Put a little A1 on your burger. Now, if you want to really do it up, Steve, what you do, you get some buffalo sauce and you put that buffalo sauce on the burger. You get some spicy garlic. Put that sucker on there as like your condiment. in, Like into the meat or on no, top? No, no, it? no. On top. Like instead of like ketchup or mustard, you put some uh, spicy garlic on top. Hmm that's money i've been doing I, that
2: I'm, I'm intrigued by that the a1 sauce i'm all out on i think a, that a, is trash it's See, awful. if you
4: don't like a1 you won't like it but i like it just fine mm. yeah do some spicy garlic on it it's uh okay. it's it's good money steve okay
3: i i would agree with you Dusty, and i would go with bacon as well because there are other toppings that you know i would put on a burger um but that's like the one that always make does it for me like i'm like yes that was really good and i mean that's like with any sandwich like i i make like a turkey sandwich for lunch and i eat it and i'm like but then the next day i make the same sandwich and i put bacon on it and i'm like oh (laughs) it's so good so (laughs) i really think it could apply to any sandwich not you know just even like hamburgers or anything like that wraps all that that whole family just slap some bacon on there
2: yeah, you never can really go wrong with Bacon. Um, as far as who do I trust within the media, within all this Roger situation, I'm with you guys. I don't, I don't really trust anybody. I don't, um, especially after all the Schefter stuff came out, hmm. that there was no, like, you know, breaking news, no, like, story from anybody. It was just an accumulation and that uh, we decided that this was the best time to release a story. Like, okay. Uh, okay, this is great. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I, I really don't. Until, again, like Dusty said, until there is actually a contract extension signed or whatever, I'm not going to believe anything. And I will go on on uh, on record saying I think it would be a huge mistake to make Aaron Rodgers the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. I really think that he he's got three years on his deal. He is one of the highest paid players in the NFL, and you should be able to leave it at that. And if he doesn't want to play for that, that's okay. Then he can retire and he can go on to do whatever he wants to do after this and host jeopardy or uh, have the beautiful experience of his life with, with Shailen or do whatever he needs to do. That's okay. But he's already being paid unbelievably well. He's going to be 38 years old this season. And Yeah. When you got three years left on a deal that pays you that much money, I don't think you need to be extended. I think you should continue to play at the contract that you signed. So uh, that's me uh, just thinking out loud as far as a favorite burger topping. um, I was telling these guys that I just had a burger that was the hangover burger. Normally I would say fried egg is that's always my go-to. Like I need to have that on the burger at all times. And then you combo, combo it with bacon is amazing. And then I was at a restaurant uh, this last past weekend that did a cheesy hash brown with those two things as well, and holy God, was it was it was amazing. Awesome. My wife, yeah, my wife doesn't even like burgers all that much, and I was after my first bite, I was like, whoa. Gave her a, <laughs> gave her a bite, and she's like, yeah, you chose you chose correct. Like that was that was the winner for the for the meal. So um, yeah. Bacon's always good, fried egg, but uh, my winner this time was cheesy hash brown. Next up, Mark Wellner wants to know, an undrafted guy with the best chance uh, to stick up Hoff is the easy answer here, but I'm going to go Gaither. So uh, Sarah and I both kind of have not really gone into the undrafted free agents too much. So Dusty, I know you've done a little, Mm -hmm. a little. So, who, who's your
4: guy you're thinking about? I've got a guy for a few reasons. It's Koi Krunk. Koi Krunk. Now, part of that is his name. His name's cool. Is um, he- that like the Emperor Got a New Groove krunk? Or well, so, so what it sounds like to me, I don't know if you've got if you guys watch the sketch comedy show. I think you should leave on Netflix. But there's a skit where this guy is doing charades, and all he talks about is old jazz guys. And one of the guys he talks about is Roy Donk, and he's mad that no one knows who Roy Donk is. So Koi Kronk sounds like Roy Donk, uh, king of the Tuck Tuck sound. Uh, the second one, also name related, he's from Iowa. I can hear him saying. Koi Kronk, Iowa. And it seems like that'd be perfect. It seems like it'd be perfect. Uh, and the third one, I mean, he seems like he could be a solid player. He had uh, had injuries, I think, his uh, junior year that kind of knocked him out a little bit. And then he opted out uh, this past year due to COVID concerns. But he did, I mean, he, by, all, by all accounts, Looked really good when he was out there. The injury concerns are something of a of a risk there, but uh, seems like he could turn into a solid guy. So name stuff, uh, name stuff aside, uh, it seems like you know the Packers are going to lean towards offensive line depth. Uh, that is an area I, I could see you know about a couple guys kind of going in and out of. So uh, for me, for multiple reasons, Coy Kronk, guy you should keep an eye on. No, yeah, I like it good to know
2: we we will keep an eye and my whole thought is i i you know i want to see some training camp i want to see some pregame like some preseason stuff like that before i you know it's the Packers. they're most likely gonna keep an undrafted free agent or several of them so uh keep an eye on those for sure but uh yeah until i see a little bit of uh or read some more information on a lot of these guys i i you I mean my my uh my guess will be as best as anybody else is listening so all right. Uh, now we're getting into the good stuff. Uh, Keith Keshkin, sorry, uh, my bad for butchering your last name. But please share every thought and reaction to the recent MCU sizzle reel uh, for Phase 4. I'd like to hear thoughts on clips and what you think of the important title reveals and what you expect the titles mean. the films themselves man this is gonna be like a whole separate podcast on the mcu um and so i will i will say this before we even start if you keith if you really have these questions dm sarah and dusty because yeah um um, (laughs) we we were talking about these things prior to and i was like i hadn't even seen the sizzle reel and then secondly i i was like oh we were talking about black panther and i was like oh i wonder if it's this guy they're like no, that dude died. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So they clearly know way more than I do about this. So. Yeah,
3: he thought he didn't know that Michael B. Jordan's character I saw, I saw Black a no once in the universe. So he oh. was like, what if, he, like, because obviously, oh. since Chadwick sadly passed away, oh. the, the question is like, who
2: would, was be, yeah, who would be Black Panther? He's not dead. He's not dead. He's he can like, still Michael be alive.
3: Can do it, and we were like, "No, that." But you saw be... you
2: saw a clip of him in the sizzle reel. So Killmonger was gutted, I think, Steve. Nah, he's he's coming back. Don't.
3: Anyways, worry. this was a fantastic question, and.
2: Here, wait, hold on. Just let me get mine out of the way so you guys can go yeah, I all crazy. Say,
3: I just crazy, crazy
2: fanboy, fangirl stuff on top of it. So uh, I'm very excited to see the new uh, Spider-Man ones. I think Tom Holland is awesome in those. I think he's... Uh, that, so I, I love all the Spider-Man ones. And then guardians of the galaxy like those the first two i've loved those and i'm excited there's a third one uh and that's what got my wife like into the whole mc universe kind of thing so we've been able to start watching some of those movies together so the third one is going to be uh super cool so excited for those so all right now you guys can take it away go ahead sarah
3: so okay so first of all my reaction to the recent um MC video, I thought it was awesome. It dropped just randomly on like a Tuesday morning and I wasn't ready emotionally for that, but it was fine. (laughs) I I really, it kind of helped with all the Rogers stuff going on. It was like, oh, news that I like and that's good news. Like, give it to me. So the video was epic. If you haven't seen it already, definitely go check it out. A lot of exciting stuff in there. And then honestly, there are projects that maybe like they're in phase five, but I could have sworn that they were in phase four. That weren't even included in the video, like Blade and like all of these other ones. I know Secret Invasion, um, and I saw that one of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier um, writers was said the other day. He was like, "I'm shocked at how many projects Marvel still hasn't announced because like these things are happening so quickly." So I thought the video was super cool. as far as the title reveals, the one that I thought was interesting was the Marvels, just because that kind of implied that there's going to be in the next Captain Marvel movie, it'll be Captain Marvel, Miss um, Marvel, and then we've already heard that Monica Rambo will be in that one as well. So I'm like, cool, love that. Um, and so th- that's kind of what I expect from that. And then the one that I'm most excited for, I think would be a tie between spider-man as well i mean those it's just like spider-man is a classic you get so excited i also love it because like those heroes are like younger and they have they kind of throw like comedy in it and it's always good and then tied with that would be doctor strange just because i think that's going to be absolutely bananas and like scarlet witch is going to be in it and it's just going to be over the top crazy like they were filming in london for months and it was like so they, nothing leaked and you know usually every now and then like a set photo or something leaks but it was so secure so you know obviously they're doing their best to hide everything and that means there was like benedict cumberbatch who plays dr strange was on a talk show and he couldn't show his face because it had something to do with like how his character <laughs> was going to look in the movie so i'm excited for those two i think they're going to be crazy
4: yeah, I thought the Scissor Roll was great. Um, you know, kicked off with, with Stan Lee talking so that, that that gets you a little misty and then at the end was the C at the movies and just, oh God, the movie theater. I missed it. Uh so yeah, Scissor Roll was great. Uh, and the ones I'm most excited about, I mean Doctor Strange is certainly up there. It's I, I was so that was originally supposed to be Scott Derrickson, and he was going like apparently hard horror with that one. And then he was removed from the project, and it's like, oh crap, they're going to tone it down a little. And then they brought on Sam Raimi, and I mean, if you know me, I'm a big horror guy. You know, Raimi, you know, obviously has has a foot in the superhero world with uh, with the original Spider Man movies, but you know, he also he came up, he cut his teeth doing the Evil Dead series uh, and dragged Me to Hell. Like he has very strong horror cred and also some superhero cred in there as well. And so uh, Sam Raimi, with his kind of manic. Uh, comedy horror style really 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 excited to see uh, Doctor Strange that's that's my number one And, and number two is just Black Widow Cause i was super excited to watch that last year and it keeps getting pushed and so that's the next one coming up that's july uh, and so just actually seeing a date that will hopefully likely not get moved and seeing that cast i mean beyond uh you know scarlett johansson and getting that actual black widow movie you got david harbour you got florence Pugh, uh you got okay. rachel weiss like just tremendous cast uh it looks like it's gonna be a ton of fun and so i'm i'm man super hyped for that it's gonna be man it's gonna be a good run can't wait
2: And side note, uh, when you said, uh, what was it? Uh, the dude from from Black Widow that's also in Stranger and Things, Games Harbor, and, yeah, yeah, and they they were just the the teaser trailer of, of Stranger Things that yeah. came out this week. I was like, dude, this looks amazing.
3: There's yeah, so drop, many shows. Drop, drop it immediately. Out. Yeah, drop
4: exactly, it immediately.
3: <laughs> there, there, I like made a list of all like the shows, you know, the series, movies that are coming out still in twenty twenty one, and I'm like, I'm going to have no life. Like that, that's all I'm going to do
2: covid wins again (laughs) all right next up sam hallman who is this year's draft and undrafted free agent class do you think could make the most impact this year besides the obvious ones of stokes myers and rogers also have you tried a burger with peanut butter and mayo as toppings it's good it's good really if so, what are your thoughts? So
3: I don't um, hold on. I don't want to cut you off, but No, go ahead. The, the fact it just no. But I'm going <laughs> to
2: do it. <laughs>
3: that the fact that Sam, I need to know why this is good because the fact that you had to follow up with it with it's good, really, just makes it doesn't convince me. Like it really just makes me think it is as bad as it kind of sounds. So that I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel. Yeah.
2: And then who's going to be – who's your uh, draft class that's going to uh, – who's going to make the biggest impact out of the draft class?
3: And I can't pick the first three?
2: You can't. That's, that's right. what, that's what he, three. That was part of his question.
3: I'm going to pick the first. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my answer. <laughs> I think it's going to be Amari Rogers. Um, it just seems like he's the piece that they were – the one little piece that they were maybe missing that they could spice things up with. Um, even more on the offensive side of things so I, I'm going to go with him
4: yeah my uh, my draft guy outside of the three because because I answer the questions that are asked, oh, how yeah, they are no, asked.
1: Uh,
4: I'm, I mentioned him earlier but I really like Shamar Gene Charles um, he's a uh, you know cornerback Cornerback out of uh, Appalachian State, small guy. Uh, I think he's 190 pounds or something. So like not not a big dude, uh, and not like he didn't grade super well in, in his Raz. I think he's like 4.27 or something. So like not super twitchy for kind of what you're looking for out of there. But I think based on you know if if Joe Barry brings this Brandon Staley defense, which we which I assume that he will. Your slot corner needs to do a very good job with some of the the pattern match stuff, which is, you know, recognizing some of the breaks in front of you and knowing what the assignment is and passing those off. And the slot cornerback has a lot to do with some of the success in that. And then beyond that, if they are gonna do some of the light box stuff, that two high safeties with, you know, a, a five man line and maybe one linebacker to entice people to run, it's huge on the on that slot corner to be able to fill as uh, kind of trigger down on the run game in the event of a run, because you're you're going to have uh, likely holes in the offensive line, and he's a guy. I mean, he's he recognizes stuff. He's smart. He's very good at passing off uh, passing off his routes, and he's also a very willing tackler and triggers down really nicely on the run. So yeah, I don't know. He's not going to be a day one guy. You know, likely a special teamer, and again, he's he is pretty small, but he's a guy I could see fitting really well into this this Joe Barry defense. Um, as far as Mayo peanut butter and mayonnaise on a burger like i I respect myself so no I've never had that I will say <laughs> that uh, I kept reading about like because I, I do grilled grilled cheese sandwiches quite a bit um, I, I heard that people I kept hearing you put mayonnaise instead of butter on, on the bread of a grilled cheese sandwich it's, it's amazing it's amazing so I did it and it was terrible it was real, real bad. So in, in, if you tell me anything, put mayonnaise and you mix it with this, you can miss me with that because I've been fooled before and recently. So, no, I'm not. I've done peanut butter and jelly on a burger before. Like I've, I've done that and like a, a kind of a you know a mix or something. And that's been perfectly fine. But I man, no, I'm, I'm not I'm not adding mayonnaise to that equation. Have I got excited
3: that? about the mayonnaise on the grilled cheese because I've heard really good things about that too, but I've never tried it. So I'm like, oh great! Like Dusty has feedback, but then you were like, she, it sucked. So. She,
4: my my wife like nearly threw it back in my face when I had her try it. She was like, why did you why did you do this? Make it white. Make one with a butter. Like she was <laughs> livid that I made her try that. Livid. I wish I could have seen that. That would have been a blast. <laughs> Have you ever done a uh,
2: like instead of a grilled cheese a grilled peanut butter and jelly? So, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh those are awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, one of my faves. Um, all right, as far as the draft class goes, you know, I'm gonna go with Sarah. Like, I, I think Amari Rogers is gonna be outstanding. I don't care that I wasn't allowed to answer that. Like, I don't, I don't care. Uh, I'm sorry, Sam. You have peanut butter and mayonnaise on a burger, so I don't have to. I don't, I don't really have to take <laughs> everything that you said into the question. So, um, but basically, all I can every time I see him, him and I see the way he plays all I can see is like a meme of Tyler Irvin, the upgrade button from Facebook or whatever on that meme is. And then another picture of Amari Rogers. Like that's what, that's what I see where it's just a souped up version of of Tyler Irvin who can, you know, play wide receiver as well. So I'm really excited about him. I think he's going to be really, really outstanding in the Packers offense. So that is uh, what I'm saying. And I have also never tried peanut butter and mayonnaise on a burger. And I don't think I ever will. Next up, Cole wants to know: How do you see Devin Funches fitting into this wide receiver room? Could you see him competing for wide receiver two on this roster? Food question: How do you prefer your tacos—hard shell, soft shell, walking, or a salad? Dusty, let's start with you. Where's Where's uh, Where's Fun Fun sitting in this uh, wide receiver room?
4: Man, you know I don't I <laughs> I don't see him fitting. I just just based on kind of who they have. And the receivers are kind of compliment each other. Like it's, and it's not even a knock on him necessarily. I mean, he's been, hasn't really played in two years. So, I mean, that's, that's kind of part of it. Although from the basketball video, a few months back he was he's still in shape and willing to talk. I mean, the, the right now the receivers are, it's Devontae Adams. We know Devonte Adams, uh, MVS, who brings that element of speed, he's not going anywhere this year. Lazard, who does a really good job with uh, you know in the kind of the run block and then also selling that for the pass game as well, he's not going anywhere. Uh, We just mentioned Amari Rogers, who's going to slot in there. Uh, I you know EQ, I'm not as big on EQ as I was before, Uh, but he brings a different element to the game than Funches does. So I mean, I if you're, I mean, you can squint and you can say you know Funches at wide receiver four if you want to. But even then, it's I mean, to me, that's uh, ahead of him would be Adams, MVS, Blizzard, Rogers. Um, so Funches at five, I would say again, I mean, b- big guy can kind of go up and get a good ball, but he doesn't get a whole lot of separation, uh, which is not necessarily what you're looking for. Does not block all that well and has kind of iffy hands and hasn't played in two years. So, I mean, and I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I would love if he came in and just set everything on fire and okay, yeah, no, he was missing in this offense, but just again, the skill set that he brings. I don't see a really huge role for him. And he's not, he's not going to play special teams. I can't imagine him a big special teamer. So I really don't see a spot for him on this team. The, the, I, I kind of was looking at it for a while and thinking I could, but I, I don't know. I hope he surprises me, but I don't see a spot for him. Um, and how do I perform my tacos? Soft shell, man. Soft shell all day. All day.
3: I kind of agree with you, Dusty. I was thinking about this, and I'm like, I, I think he's, he's a great football player obviously but I don't know if he's will be a great football player for the Packers like based on the direction this offense was trending and the style of play that you know they really displayed the past year especially I'm like I don't know if he really fits in that um but but we'll see I mean if he if he turns out to be great and that's another you know weapon that they have then then awesome like I'm all for that um how do I prefer my tacos um hard shell or soft shell um if i had to pick soft shell but usually i try to do one of each hard shell or soft shell or and soft shell
2: walking you also had walking or salad yeah i saw
3: (laughs) that but i i immediately (laughs) disregarded the salad she didn't
4: say it on purpose (laughs) i disregarded the salad
3: walking is good i I used to eat that a lot when i was a kid but to me hard and soft or like our once
2: once you grew up and you know could get a real taco you decided to do that I see Devin Funches as like a insurance policy on Allen Lazard, at best, right now. Like that's that's what they can use him as. Keep him in training camp if Lazard goes down with an injury. Knock on wood, you've got that big tall receiver. He may not block and do all the things that Alan Lazard does, but it's still somebody who has experience in the NFL and uh, is a, is a competent a competent wide receiver. But honestly, I my best guess is he doesn't make the team. That is uh, honestly that's what and that's what Packers fans should hope for because if that's the case then you're so unbelievably set at wide receiver that yeah you don't need him so and then as far as tacos go I would say soft shell carne asada uh, like back from living in Chicago man that was my that was like my my summertime jam was uh, I'd go play softball. And then I'd come home, and uh, on the way home, there was a place called Las Camales and authentic carne asada with onion, cilantro, a little bit of lime. And I would order, like, 12 of them for me and my wife, and we'd each eat, like, <laughs> six tacos. And it was afterwards, you'd sit there and be like, oh, my God, I feel so awful. But it was also I felt so amazing afterwards because they were so delicious. So, yeah, soft shell all day. Dawn wants to know, only a, f- only a food question. What are your thoughts on Jardin um, I'll start and say, I don't like it one bit. And then Dusty and Sarah, you guys can Google what it is uh, and then tell us what you think.
4: No, I did look it up. I didn't know it was called that. Uh, once I saw it, I knew what it was. I don't know that I have a strong opinion on either way. Like, I've had it and, and it's been fine, but I don't know that I'd ever, like, choose to put it on something, I guess. I don't know. Like, I don't complain if I have it, but I also never go looking for it. So I guess I don't really have strong feelings
3: yeah i have the picture of this up on my monitor right now and i i didn't know it by the name but once i googled it i i knew what it was and um it's going to be a no for me because i just got like an acid reflux flare-up just staring at it and i I can't i have a very weak stomach um so so i'm gonna pass but i could see where if you're into spicier foods yeah. that that might be something that's really.
2: i mean we've got a jar of it in my refrigerator my wife loves it she loves the spicy stuff and, and can find good ways to use it with other foods i just like it's not yeah not for me man
3: yeah no like i i'm like it's not one of those things where i'm like oh my god no no not like it's it's
2: no peanut butter and mayonnaise on a burger. yeah yeah
3: exactly. <laughs> yeah. but it, it's just like not for me you know not for everybody and i'm one of those people so
2: all right, let's end with a fun one. Uh, our good friend Sean Franken always brings some questions. So uh, we, all, we all enjoyed this one. Let's say that Rogers' demands don't involve money at all. They involve Oreos. He wants a lifetime supply. He wants them in the locker room. He wants them at concession stands. He wants them in on the sidelines. What flavor of Oreos
4: is he demanding? Dusty, let's start with you. Seems like a double stuff man, doesn't he? I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna throw my own on it and say peanut butter Oreos, but uh, which you know, my number one overall pick in our draft day cookie draft uh, a few weeks back over our game on Wisconsin. But I don't know. I think uh, Rogers seems like uh, seems like just a double stuff guy, like just uh, that, uh, just a steady supply of those. Man, I can't imagine like going to the sideline after like a grueling series, and just be like Josh, just give me those Oreos. That 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 sounds terrible, but I'd also like to see it, and I think it's double stuff.
3: So I actually did some research on this.
4: Um, <laughs> <laughs> Only thing that's
2: Sarah research for this podcast.
3: <laughs> um and apparently um Aaron Rodgers likes very simple desserts. Um require no heat to make anything like that. So since it seems like he's a simple dessert guy, I'm going to go with just the classic Oreo. That is also my favorite. You can never go wrong with it, and I think he just wants that consistency from the packers right he wants them to be there and to believe in him and i think that the what, what original, happened
4: <laughs> what happened during sarah's answer
3: the original oreos have those qualities so that's what i'm going with uh and,
2: and to shock no one that listens to this podcast previously i'm going to disagree with both of them and The way that he is acting, the way that Aaron Rodgers is behaving now indicates that he's either going – no, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to – no, he's not going to – he's not that guy. He's not a most of Oreo guy ever.
3: I was thinking you were going to say Golden –
2: Oh, but yeah, no. he's
4: gonna go with the Lady Gaga one.
2: No, there this is this is the path though. Aaron Rodgers goes one of two ways. He either goes with a very limited edition Oreo that is unbelievably difficult to find mm. and makes the Packers' lives living hell because they need to have Oreos all over the place. And if they have to find these limited edition ones, it's just a pain in the ass. So it's either that way or the other way is he's snarky and Aaron Rodgers, and we'll go with one that he knows that nobody likes where he would go with a, a golden Oreo or he would go with like, whatever, you know, like the peeps Oreo just to be a snarky, you know, uh, D bag pretty much of like laughing and while, while drinking a scotch, be like, ha, I made everybody eat peeps Oreos. It was hilarious. Like, I could see both of those avenues, uh, being, being going down just the way that this whole like contract negotiation is going right now. So, that, uh, that is where I think that this kind of goes with with Aaron Rodgers and Oreos at this point. But, uh, that will do with that. That's all of our questions, guys. It's, uh, Holy crap, we've been going for almost an hour. Okay, so it is time to wrap it up. Uh, but it was uh, a lot of fun uh, getting back. Thank you guys for all the questions, as always. Uh, always love answering you guys on Twitter, but uh, that's at Dusty Evely, at Sarah Keller 4, at Steve Perhash, and at Packaday Podcast. So, again, make sure you guys are following us there. Guys, let's do some, uh, let's do some closing thoughts. Sarah, what's uh, going on in your world?
3: So in our time off from the podcast, I discovered and watched what I think is my new favorite show of all time. Um, And that is Ted Lasso. Yes. I am obsessed with Ted Lasso. I loved it from start to finish. And I'm so excited that there is a season two. If you have Apple TV, um, highly recommend watching this show. Jason Sudeikis is incredible And you think it's just going to be, you know, this funny show, which it is. But then you just grow such a love for the characters and the whole storyline. And it's incredible. 10 out of 10. I really do think it could be my new favorite show ever. Like I am obsessed and 100% in love with Ted Lasso. So that's that. That's my big breaking news um, for this week.
2: Yeah, Ted Lasso is great, man. Feel free to share an Apple
4: password, and I'd be more than happy to watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 really it's it's way more fun than any show based on a, a commercial character from ten years ago should be. There's no reason for that show to work, and it's it's incredible. Um, yeah, and for me, I've, I've been you know. Spending my off-season. I was looking for an off-season project, and I found one. Um, you know, kind of going through some older plays and trying to, some of it giving some history, some giving context behind it. Um, and I've been taking a couple weeks on each one, so every two weeks. So I'm not not quite ready to say what the next one's going to be. I'm kind of still working on that right now. Uh, but I've done so far. I've done uh, four, I guess. I did a big piece on The Sweep, a big piece on Far of the Horizon in, 30, in Super Bowl 31. I did a big piece on uh, Greg Jennings' second touchdown in the Super Bowl, and uh, last week was Willie Woods' interception and the blitz that led to it, and the whole kind of, like, pressure hitting Lombardi, which led to a conservative game plan in the first half of Super Bowl one. So, really, really fun series. Like I said, my next one's coming out next week, um, but it's been it's been fun. I've been able to take my time with it a little bit since I'm just doing one every two weeks and digging into history a little bit and kind of, you know, digging into some some of these players and looking at it from an angle I've not really looked at these plays before. So, been a really fun off It's been a really great project, um, um, and uh, it seems like it's been going well so far, which has been awesome. But, uh, yeah, it's been, been a blast. I took a break and did a little bit for the draft after the draft. But um, really, probably my favorite off-season project I've ever done. I'm really excited.
2: Very cool. Very cool. And uh, for me, I'm just – honestly, I'm excited that we're, we're back and recording again. Uh, it's just, you know, the, the five, six-week hiatus was – it's very good. Like, I think, like, it was a nice break. It was – you know, for, for doing a podcast every single week for what, like 45 weeks straight. Like that's, that's a lot. Like it's, it's a lot. And I, you know, I love you guys, but it's, it can be a little toll, you know, a little taxing after a while Cause I don't know if you've listened to this, but Dusty's kind of a pain in the ass and he, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. he he's, he's unrelenting on, on, uh, on me. So, but uh, no, it was a good break, but I'm really excited to get back into this. I'm really excited to talk Packer football and especially if Aaron Rodgers is back, like, it's an exciting, exciting time for the Packers. Uh, hopefully, making another Super Bowl run. So, um, yeah, that's kind of that's all I got. But um, yeah, uh, we will be back next week. We'll talk, uh, I'm sure, some more Aaron Rodgers drama, um, and then uh, after that, we'll we'll take some pa- some fan questions. We'll we'll just jump into whatever you guys want to talk about. So excited to be back, and uh, one week from now, we'll be buzzing in your ears again. So. Thank you guys for listening. As always, um, make sure you are downloading, subscribing wherever you, you can. Five-star reviews are, as always, very welcome. On Twitter, again, Dusty Eve- at DustyEvely, at Sarah Keller, for at C. Kerr Hatch and at Packaday Podcast. Um, stay safe, stay healthy, and as always, Go Pack Go!